Hey, everybody. Man, sure are appreciative of you checking us out. And this is the culmination of a, this is the third part in a series. We're learning about miracles. And is God still in the miracle business? And today we've got another fine, amazing, great, terrific interview with another pastor and a good friend of mine, Pastor Eddie Ellison of Middle Cross Baptist Church in Hickson. He uh, answers some of these questions, and then we have a little fun and get to talk about a few different things. I think you're going to enjoy it. So let's see what Mr. Eddie has to say today. I guess we need to welcome our very special guest from, and if, correct me if any of this is wrong, but from Middle Cross Baptist Church. He is the current senior pastor, yep. Eddie Ellison, and that would be Pastor Ellison to you. Now, I don't know. What do you refer, how do we refer to you? Is it, you go by, do, do we need to call you Pastor Eddie? Uh, Daddy Eddie, uh, Mr. Ed, I don't know what the proper way to refer to you as. Uh, you know, uh, Eddie Eddie is fine with me, just Eddie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I've known Eddie for, for uh, quite some time. Uh, I believe he was about a year ahead of me in high school, and uh, we played some guitar together back in the early, late, early 90s, late 80s, something like that. Yeah, right around there, yeah. Fun times, really good stuff. Some of, um, late, some of that late '80s hair metal. Yeah, I loved it. I don't, I don't know, <laughs> Eddie. Were you a, a hair metal guy? Were you ever into the? Uh, you know, not only was I, <laughs> <laughs> I still am. Yeah. Well, good. Give yeah. me two. I mean, Hair Nation is on uh, my uh, list of uh, Sirius XM radio stations. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, that's pretty good. But we started off easy, and this is something that, that's new to us uh, here lately. But uh, we're going to start off by asking Eddie a surprise question. What was your first car? My first car that was yeah. just mine? Yes. It was a 1971 Volts, no, excuse me. My very first one was a 1967 Volkswagen Beetle. Oh, oh wow, sweet. Do you know? I think I remember you driving a Beetle now that you say that. You probably the one you probably remember was the one I was about to mention. Uh, the 71, it was a Baja Buck. Okay, yeah, on it in the uh, fiberglass fenders. Did you do the uh, the Baja kit yourself or did you buy it that way? It was already like that when I bought it. All right. And it didn't have reverse, so I had to be careful where I parked. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Oh, that's the best thing. Whoever the passenger was, uh, was reverse. It's just like my go-kart. Uh, I, didn't, I have a go-kart that does not have reverse, and it's real annoying sometimes. Absolutely. It takes planning. Got to plan well. But... Uh, Eddie's a very, uh, he, he's, he studied, well, let's talk about a little bit about your education. Uh, where did you get your education and, 
and what and when did you know you were led to be a minister or a pastor? I actually knew I was going to. Uh, uh, I knew uh, felt the Lord calling me into the ministry back in the nineties. Um, didn't really know what to do with that, uh, and and quite frankly, didn't have a a lot of guidance. Uh, as to what I was supposed to do, but I, what I did know to do was just uh, uh, any opportunity that was open to me, I took it. Uh, right. Any door that opened, I stepped through it. Um, flash forward to uh, 2000, oh, 2006, um, I start, you know, I, I feel like I'd, I need to kind of go all in and I began praying and searching the scripture and asking the Lord to show me and uh, what what he would have me to do and and talk to my pastor and um, the the thing of getting a good education kept coming up. And so I started looking around at schools and we had had some men at our church that uh, were involved at a a little school, little two year school in Hendersonville, North Carolina. And uh, it's called Fruitland Baptist Bible College now. It was just called Fruitland Baptist Bible Institute when I was there. So I left my job here at Chattanooga Fire Department. And my wife uh, left her job at Precept Ministries. And we packed up and moved to Hendersonville, North Carolina. And we finished there. And uh, from there, I went to Southeastern Baptist, the college at Southeastern uh, Baptist Seminary there in it's actually in Wake Forest. Uh, okay. Well, we won't hold that against you. Well, it, it, <laughs> it's on the old, the original Wake Forest campus. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, that's kind of neat. Yeah, it is. And they're still in the in the admin building. There's these beautiful floors, and there's still the big uh, WF in the middle of the floor there. Or there was, as of 2012, uh, from where it used to be Wake Forest. Really cool building. Right. But, well, that's pretty neat. Well, that you know, you know that's uh, I, like I said, I've I've known Eddie for a while, and uh, I trust his responses. And he gives me a very good. Uh, on occasion, I will ask him questions uh, relating to religion and the Bible, and he always uh, seems to be very straightforward and uh, knowledgeable. And so I thought this was the perfect guy to ask straight up. Is God still in the miracle business today? So, let me. <laughs> you want me now, or you got you got something else coming? No. Well, I was going to go ahead and, uh, but we'll start it with. Uh, I have another question, and it, I believe it'll lead into the answer to okay. to that. Um, with the other part of the the beginning part of the question is, and you know, like I said, correct me if any of this is inaccurate. But uh, Jesus gave authority to his disciples, uh, the ability to perform miracles. And so did that authority end with them? Or do people still have that authority today uh, in today's world? That's kind of where I wanted to start off at. Okay. You have in, uh, uh, I think, Matthew and Luke. Uh, where Jesus on a, on a couple of occasions, one time he gives he gives power to uh, gives authority to to the twelve uh, right. to do miracles, and then uh, Luke ten uh, he gives he gives authority to seventy people and sends them out uh, ahead of him. This is before he goes to Jerusalem, 
and uh, they're kind of preparing the way for him. And he, he gives them power to do things and they come back and they are like, you know, Lord, even the, even the, uh, the evil spirits are subject to us. I think that particular uh, authority was given just for that incident uh, or for that, uh, for that event, for them going into the villages ahead of him. Um, now you do find later on, and you, here's the thing, you don't find all of them doing miracles. You find Peter and John doing some miracles, um, and then you find the Apostle Paul um, is able to heal people as well. They didn't all do it, or we don't have record of it. We do have record, like I said, of Peter and John uh, and Paul. Um, I don't believe that is still operative, and here's why. Even as you read the book of Acts, you kind of find the emphasis on the miracles going away. Okay. It happens less and less. And then after that, it's never really mentioned again. Hmm. Uh, you, you don't find anything. Uh, it it kind of fades into the background. Um, and I think there's a reason for it. I think that in those times, you you it was a transitional time. Um, prophets, some of the prophets did miracles in the Old Testament. Right. Uh, that was... Uh, in part to vindicate their ministry as, hey, this guy is sent from God. You know, and then Jesus comes in and he's doing miracles. It's to vindicate who he says he is. He's the Messiah. The The apostles are given this power to uh, to do miracles, to heal. Uh, Paul was preaching and, and it says he was long in preaching and there, the guy was named Eutychus and he, he's in a window and he falls asleep and he fell out. Um, and, and, uh, died. And then he, Paul said, Hey, his, his spirits, any, I forget exactly the wording there, but he, the guy comes back to life. Um, but anyway, um, the, <laughs> I think that, that they were given that power to vindicate their ministry. Hey, these guys are followers of Jesus. They're right. doing the same miracles that Jesus did. And like I said, the, the prominence of those miracles begins to fade throughout the New Testament. Uh, in the Gospels, a lot of miracles. Uh, in the book of Acts, there's a lot of miracles. And then it fades away. And and I, uh, you know, think about this. So the Apostle Paul is uh, in jail one night um, and, and there's an earthquake. He's in jail in Philippi. There's an earthquake. And this jailer, you know, thinks that everybody's going to escape and he's afraid he's going to lose his life over it. So he's about to commit suicide, uh, you know, and, you know, Paul comes in and says, hey, we're all here, man. You know, there's a chance there where he could have been delivered from that prison. Peter was delivered from prison miraculously there in the book of Acts. The, the church is praying for him. An angel wakes him up and the gates open and he just walks out of the prison. Um, mm -hmm. But both of these men later on would not be delivered. Uh, you get to the end of the book of Acts, Paul is chained uh, to a Roman guard uh, under house arrest, writing letters. Um, but that's, uh, you know, what his ministry ended up being. Uh, Peter dies a, a martyr's death. You know, there's the miracles fade away. And I think it's because they had a certain purpose for a certain time. Okay. And it was to to vindicate their ministry. We have the, the full word of God. Now we have the record of those things before. And that is what I believe God wants us to believe 
now. And so we, they didn't have all of the scripture like we do. And, and I think, uh, as I said, I think God was using that to vindicate their ministries, to point people to the fact that, Hey, you know, these, these guys are working under a power that that's not of this earth. And also in the book of Acts, you find that when they did these miracles, they all, a crowd would gather and they would preach the gospel. So that was the bigger issue. Uh, it was, it was to, uh, to help them as they ministered to the gospel, uh, ministered the gospel of Jesus. It was to give them, uh, are you saying it was basically to give them credibility to what they were saying was the truth to where people would, would see it and, and be like, oh, well, these guys must know what they're talking about. They see they obviously healed this man. So evidently what he's saying is the truth. And do we need to listen and pay attention? Am I, am I close? I think so. I think so. Uh, like I said, crowds sometimes would gather and then they would preach. The, Paul would preach the gospel and Peter and John would preach the gospel as these crowds gathered uh, when they did miracles. And, and like I said, they're doing the same, uh, a lot of the same things Jesus did. Right. And, and people still would have been, there still would have been buzz about Jesus, even though he had ascended back to heaven at that point. Uh, there would still be buzz. They would know uh, that, hey, these these guys uh, have that power, you know, that Jesus has given them. Of course, not everybody heard, but, but I think that was the, uh, I think that was the purpose for miracles and, and the prominence of those, as you read the scripture, the prominence and the mention of them even really fades away. And, so, so what, how do we, um, today, you know, you read things like, um, well, let's just go, for example, a, a man has, a, they see a tumor on a scan, a cancerous tumor. And then, you know, you've heard the story. They, they go in and they've been, he's been prayed for. And, and now he doesn't have a tumor anymore. Would you, would you call that a miracle? Would you, I mean, because people prayed for it or is that just, well, what, what, how, what say ye? <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, do I believe God still works miracles? Yes. Uh, okay. do, do I believe that that is, uh, through, do I think, uh, you know, I'm not going to mention the name, but some of these people that claim to be healers, do I believe that God is giving people that power to put their hands on somebody, uh, you know, to do these, you know, whatever, heal them and then take up an offering that, that I don't, I don't believe that, but I do believe that God still hears and answers the prayers of his people. And sometimes he does do the miraculous. Um, I think my wife may have answered on your Facebook post a few days ago. Um, uh, was it you that posted? Something? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know that story? Cause if you know it, I'd love for you to tell it. Cause I, didn't, I haven't said anything about it yet. Yeah. She had been sick when, when she was, uh, very young and I can't remember everything, but like, if you just touched her, you know, she would bruise mm-hmm. and, and the doctors were very concerned and she was very sick. And so her dad was pastoring at the time and he got his church, their church. And of course, other churches there in their community to uh, around where he pastored to pray. And within a couple of days, it was just, she was fine here. She'd been sick for a while. And then they prayed, uh, the people prayed and, and, um, and it was gone. Uh, it just cleared up uh, inexplicably. Uh, and haven't well, had haven't and she hasn't had a problem with that since. Never again. Yes. Okay. Uh, 
you know, I say inexplicably, uh, not not explicable by uh, medical science. Okay, uh, we we believe that God had a hand in that, and and I believe you know there there have been people you know that that we've prayed for, you know we went to God with it and He has healed, uh, but He doesn't heal everybody. Um, <laughs> but yeah. it's not but it's not any power in me. It's in the powers with the God who hears the prayer and answers. Right. Let me, I kind of need to circle back to how I intended, what I intended to say at the very beginning. Certainly. I I, I wanted to say, and I'll say it now, is that I believe that God is omnipotent. And I believe that God is sovereign. That means I believe that God has the authority and the right to do whatever he wants to. And he not only has the authority, but he has the ability. If he wants to part the Tennessee River so people can walk across, <laughs> he can do that if he wants. And I haven't been everywhere in the world and seen everything there is to see. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I want to say I'm hold, giving my answers with great humility. Uh, right. and, and, you know, knowing that, you know, there are things that, that, uh, you know, maybe other people have had other experiences. I'm just going off of, of what I know of the scripture and, and what I have experienced of God uh, myself. One thing I remember, I've listened to uh, several of your sermons, and I know one of your sermons um, you had mentioned, and I, I found I call this miraculous. You guys were, I don't remember exactly, so you can fill in some blanks for me, but you didn't you felt that you needed to leave somewhere and go somewhere else and and you didn't have a job but um you knew god was going to take care of you and said and you said you know just watch the, the something about your 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 budget there and your, oh, yeah. your but your budget never did run out of money and you still made it just fine and like i i, th- I call that a miracle I mean, and, and maybe can you tell a little bit of that story? Do you remember what I'm speaking of at all? Yeah, I do. Um, it was it was 2011. I had been at the first uh, church I had ever pastored uh, there in in North Carolina, Siler City, North Carolina. I'd been there for uh, a little over two years. Um, uh, I just felt like it was time to move on. I don't know why. I just couldn't get away from. Hey, man, it, it's time for me to to move on. And um, and I, I prayed about it for a long time, worried over it, stressed over it, because, you know, here we are seven and a half hours, seven to seven and a half hours away from home. We're strangers there still um, didn't have much of a support system apart from the church. And, you know, it was just an agonizing decision to make because, uh, you know, just so much uncertainty about it. And we had had bought a house, uh, you know, we, we still had mortgage payments to make. And, um, anyway, it got to the point where I was like, I have got to pull the trigger on this. I, you know, I have got to, uh, I have got to move on. And so I, uh, told the deacons first, and then I brought to the church and, and said, I, you know, I just feel like it's time to move on. And, um, we did not know. I mean, um, I was in school and I, I, you know, paid for all of my own tuition and books and uh, the school was like an hour and a half from where we lived. And so, you know, I'm driving back and forth and I'm saying all that to say I, there wasn't a savings account. You know, we didn't have right. any 
no, there was no safety net to fall on right. and, uh, other than God. And uh, so I did this and not knowing what was going to happen. And Pam had a uh, budget there on a spreadsheet. She's she's Mrs. Excel herself. And, uh, <laughs> she had a spreadsheet with all of her bills. And at the top of it, she had watch how God provides. And so it's like, you know, here's what the numbers say, but we know God is bigger than all of this. And so um, for four months, I think it was, yeah, four months, I think all but two Sundays, I was in a church somewhere preaching. And of course they, uh, most of them, you know, they gave us a little money, you know, when we would come to preach, I had a couple of revival meetings that just popped up. Um, but even with that, it didn't, the math didn't work out. Right. Yet <laughs> we always, it always seemed to be there when we needed it. Reminds me of, uh, you know, and then maybe not in the same, uh, quantity, but, uh, gives a little bit of aftertones of, uh, Two fish and five loaves of bread. Yes, absolutely. Um, absolutely. And, and and see, and I caught, I, you know, that's to me that's that's a, a miracle, and and the fact that uh, you know you made it, and and you know there was there was always something provided. I, I think um, the non-believer may look at it as just you know it's all about perspective. And they say, oh, no, this is, they can explain it away and that. But, but to a believer, you, 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 you know where that's coming from. Right. You, you, you have a, a, there's a faith or something. I just love to hear these stories of, uh, of, of miraculous happenings. And right. it, it just makes me smile on the inside. And, and maybe that's uh, selfish because I think it uh, helps concrete my beliefs. You know, I'm not a hundred percent on this is you know that's not all uh, I believe in, but it's nice to see it happen. And when it does, I think uh, credit needs to go where credit is due, right? If that makes any sense to you, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, I really I like your aspect. I like your um, take on that. That was uh, really interesting, and and I absolutely love that story. There's there's been so many things, uh, you know, just just like that of of you know, hey, we don't we don't know where this is going to come from, um, you know, just need that we had, and and God just put it on somebody's heart to just out of their kindness, you know. There's been right. time to walk to the mailbox and there'd be a check there. And, you know, I didn't add, I, we don't, me and my wife, we don't, you know, we don't talk about all of our stuff. You know, we, we're not, right. uh, we're not always, and we kind of kept it between us and God, even our needs. And, and he saw to it that yeah. we, got, we got what we needed when we needed it. Yeah. He's the only one that needs to know. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, cause, and I, I, uh, Another uh, person I listen to says, you know, um, God is your source, you know, uh, and they say, you know, you're you think you're getting paid from your job. But but beyond that, God is your source of of everything. So, yeah. And uh, that comes back to the miraculous point. So, I mean, I I think that's I think that's great. Uh, It makes me really uh, excited to to hear. 
But do you know any? This is. <laughs> I'm going to shift gears here for a second. Um, do you know any good jokes? <laughs> any good jokes? Yeah. Any bad ones? Any? I, no. I, uh, <laughs> I'm I'm trying to think. You know, if we were just uh, talking and there wasn't any recording, and I was, yeah. <laughs> I, I would be able to roll jokes i rattle them off for hours but i can't think of anything right now yeah well you know i did put you on the spot so we can we can edit that out if if it need be you know that's no problem <laughs> but no seriously i can't think of i can't think of any, any joke uh good bad ugly i can't I, i'm sitting here with the wheels turning and yeah that's all right that's i just i just it just popped up in my head my add turned on and thought hey I wonder if he's got any good jokes. Well, if, if one hits me, I'll I'll just blurt it out in, in the middle of what <laughs> we're talking to. Um, but on miracles, yes. we, you know, I, I believe that that God has provided. You know, and I, I see things where you know we pray and and people are healed and and doctors have to even kind of scratch their head. You know, of of how did this happen? And and you know they have to acknowledge that it was something beyond their span of control. Um, right. But I was uh, I I was looking at I, when you uh, asked me about you know answering some questions. Um, I started looking. I started thinking about uh, C.S. Lewis. Um, he he wrote a whole book on miracles. Now his definition of a miracle is is uh, um, when when God. I think he used the word interfere when God interferes with nature. Okay, and wow. and so. Um, you know, you asked me if anybody had that power like uh, like the apostles did, and, and mm-hmm. I, I don't think any person is in is given that kind of power uh, now. Uh, I think that was for a time and it went away. I also I don't see those biblical scale miracles happen. Right. Well, let's think about it. You know, uh, creation was a miracle. Uh, Lewis C.S. Lewis he. he says at creation he, he talked about that being you know the first miracle god speaking to nothing and nothing becoming something uh mm. we we could all agree that's miraculous very uh, much so the the parting of the red sea um that's that's god interfering with nature um there's a story in the book of joshua where they are at war uh, with the canaanites and and the battle's been going on but they're just not quite finished yet and Joshua turns towards the sun and says, sun, stand still. And the sun stays up longer than it should have till they could get the battle won. Uh, you've got the story, I think it's in Second Kings, of, of um, some, some prophets. Uh, I forget exactly what happened, but the, the head flew off of the, uh, the axe head flew off of the handle, goes into the water and sinks. And Elisha takes a stick and throws it in the water, the axe head floats. Um, you, you've got these, those type of miracles. You've got Elijah uh, who prays over a widow's son who has died and he comes back to life. You've got the, that miracle of, uh, there, of, a, uh, of Elijah starts staying there with the, the widow at Zarephath and, and um, all she had was a little bit of oil and a little bit of, of meal. Right. And, what little bit they had lasted through the famine. Um, you know, there's all these miracles that happen in the Old Testament where God, you know, really interferes with nature. 
Um, and, and I don't see those things happening now. Uh, is God able? Absolutely. Uh, if he wanted to, like I said, he could part the Tennessee River. Uh, right. if he wanted oh, yeah. That, and that's another one. Uh, as, as they are entering into the promised land, as they're crossing the Jordan over into Canaan, uh, God does something like he did when they were leaving Egypt. And he stops the flow of, of the Jordan River. And uh, while it's at flood stage and it just dries up long enough for them to walk across and then the water starts flowing again. Uh, you've got these these instances where God interferes with nature and and um, I don't see that type of thing happening now. Right. Uh, while God is still doing things and he still displays his power. Um, he he's i don't see those type of things happening now right i think they had a purpose and i think their purpose uh was to show uh, you, you think about the red sea uh the parting of the red sea that gets mentioned really through throughout the the scripture uh david mentions it a lot uh, they're in the psalms they use that in their mind that was god's great act of deliverance, uh, of redeeming and freeing his people. And I think those Old Testament miracles, they were meant to point us to Christ. Um, they were meant to point us to uh, one who would be raised from the dead. Uh, right. You think about the axe head floating. Um, you know, stuff can be raised that it that shouldn't be raised. Um, uh, Elisha, or the, the prophet that followed Elijah, uh, Elisha, they threw a, a, a dead man in his tomb, and when the man's uh, when the man's body touched Elisha's corpse, or my favorite one of my favorite words in the English language, carcass. When, <laughs> when dead man's body touched Elijah, Elisha's carcass, his bones, he sprang back to life. Um, I, I think those Old Testament miracles are pointing us; they're meant to point us uh, to the the great miracle worker himself, Jesus, who's right. greatest, the greatest miracle, the greatest display of God's power is Jesus's resurrection from the dead. And I think the purpose of all those Old Testament miracles are pointing us to Jesus and they're pointing us to the cross and they're pointing us to the empty tomb. And, and that is the greater witness uh, that, that we believe. And I, I think that that was the purpose for all of those. I, I think we have a more sure word uh, now because we have the record of Jesus's life, his death for us, and his resurrection from the dead. Well, that, here's one, and uh, this will tie in our, our, our joke theme with that. I've got one. I finally I, I remembered something. There was this lady on, and this this ties in. Just believe me. Just trust me for a minute. I'm walking. I trust, me. I trust you, man. There's uh, <laughs> Josh is going crazy because he hates when I jump around. <laughs> nah, it's all right. But uh, he's going. Uh, there's <laughs> there's this lady, and and she's a human. She's on an airplane reading the Bible. This man comes up beside her and says, "You don't believe all that stuff in there, do you?" And she says, "Well, sure I do. It's the Bible." Uh, he says, even you, you believe even about that. Uh, what about that guy that got swallowed by that whale and, and lived for all that time? Said, you mean Jonah? Yeah, I believe that. She said, well, how do you think he survived in there? And she said, well, I don't know. When I get to heaven, I guess I guess I'll ask him. He says, huh, what if he's not in heaven? And the lady looks at him and says, well, 
I guess you'll have to ask him. <laughs> so, so there you go. I mean, there, there's it's miracle related. Um, well, and, and here's here's one. Um, there are many who believe that brings up something else. There are many who believe that Jonah died in that whale. Oh, right. That now it doesn't say explicitly, right? Uh, that that Jonah died in that whale, and and. By the way, a lot of people don't believe that story. Um, they they believe it's allegory, mm-hmm. and that Jonah is representative of the people of Israel who were supposed to have been a light to the Gentiles, um, you know. But but they were failing in their in their duty. I, I I get that. I do not agree with that at all. I I see that viewpoint though. I believe that it happened, and um, uh, my my old saying is I, if it would have said. Uh, that Joseph was, or that Jonah was uh, swallowed by a salamander in a farm pond. I would believe that too. Uh, right. I believe <laughs> the record of the scripture. But Jesus, Jesus tips his hat to Jonah. He says, as when they asked Jesus to show them a sign, they're wanting to see a, him do a miracle, as if he hadn't already done miracles. Right. But he says. Uh, and that's the other thing. The Bible often refers to miracles, you know, signs and wonders. What does a sign do? It points you to something. Yeah. And so they're, they are meant to point us to Jesus. Jesus said, when they said, show us a sign, Jesus said, uh, it's a wicked and adulterous generation that seeks after a sign. And there won't be one given to it except for the sign of Jonah. And then he says, for as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the fish, so will the son of man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Uh-huh. And so here you have Jesus saying, Hey, that story is about me. Uh, that he tips his hat to Jonah that it happened. Um, and that Jonah was in that whale. And, but he says, that's, you know, he, he says, you use that to look at me uh, here. Here's <laughs> I wanted to call when I preached that text, I wanted to call it. Here's your sign. Um, you should have. Here's your sign: the empty tomb. The empty tomb. I I see. You should have. That's just good stuff. And so and so Jesus is is uh, that those miracles that that all of that is meant to point us to Him. Get her done. Get her. (laughs) (laughs) No, but that's great stuff, man. I don't want to take up any more of your time. We've taken up way enough. You just have to bill us. Just send them the bill to Josh, and and he'll get a check in the mail. Right. Well, I'm just child. I'm just the technical guy. You're you're the money man. Yeah, technically you have to pay him. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> man, I sure do appreciate the the stories and and uh, I appreciate uh, getting to listen to you online and stuff. And hopefully everything will get back to normal uh, eventually, and your church will be back whole and in session and going through the motions and. Uh, making America great again. I, wait a minute. I don't know about that. <laughs> hey, I appreciate y'all having me on. I do. I do. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Well, you are a, a, a scholar and a gentleman. Um, as I, neither, but I appreciate your confidence. Mm-hmm. And rock on. <laughs> and and for those who have never seen Eddie, he looks like a, a later version of James Hetfield. Matter of fact, I have a picture somewhere of the two side by side, and I dare say you can't choose which is which. <laughs> That's awesome. That's what I've been my goal my whole life. I can die now. 
Yeah, there you go. Well, I hope you don't, but uh, you know, one day you will. But uh, hopefully, it's not anytime soon. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, send uh, tell the wife and, and the uh, Satan spawn that I said hi. The devil's dog. The devil's dog. That's right. Yeah. Well, all right, guys. I appreciate it. Josh. It was good to meet you. Good to meet you too, bud. Appreciate all your time. Hey, thank thank y'all. I appreciate it. Good stuff. I appreciate it, man. <laughs> Talk to you later. <laughs> bye bye.